Welcome to Dom and Dragons, a Goats and Dragons campaign featuring Dominic Monahan. Please be warned, this podcast contains adult situations and language that may not be suitable for children. In fact, we try our best to be unsuitable for people of all ages. You're welcome. Welcome back to Burden, a muddy spot under the boot of the Gohomian army. If you have a sword, you best know when to draw it. If you have money, you've probably left. And if there's someone you trust in this forgotten place, you hold on to them. We're all just trying to make it here, and maybe we ain't looking too close about what you gotta do to be good in a place like Burden. everyone how's it going uh we've all managed our fluids i hope you're doing the same so let's jump back in um the group brought down the mountain uh it crashed like a meteor a couple miles to the east of burden itself and the shockwave the wall of just dirt and dust caught our adventurers they spilled out uh, of their griffins and their brooms and into somewhere in burden that's all they can kind of tell and yeah as each of you sort of shake the the impact off and and feel the dust and the, the dirt just slamming into your face you you've each uh, opened your eyes into this area mckeck uh, serenade is standing right there next to you Elif, you've stepped out of this house looking for your friends. Connie, you've, you've been pulled out of the mud by the broom. Cryon, you had a, a vision maybe of what seemed to be children, and then the one of the griffins has, has blocked a lot of the dirt and dust for you. And each of you then sees a dark shape mixed into the roaring winds and the, the brown dust. It spreads its wings and lands not that far from you. And the shadow stands tall. The wings fold into the body and then a massive humanoid-shaped creature comes to its full height, some 40 or 50 feet in the air. And then you see it raise its massive arm swipe down across its body and the dust retreats and it swirls around and away from the figure and then it swirls out away from you as well it's as if now a clear dome of air spreads out and clears the area around you and you now find yourselves 
in the middle of the town square. And you see each other as the dust clears and you lock eyes. And then you look at what's opposing you. It is a gigantic, pale, almost blue-skinned giant. And it has now just cleared the dust and the dirt away from this area. You can still see it swirling outside of its area of effect here, but everything on the inside is now perfectly clear. And you see it as it sort of cricks its neck back and forth. And from its back, it pulls out a massive morning star. And it just lets the the spiked ball of that drop onto the ground with a thud. And then it says, I don't need a mountain to destroy your shit little town. I'll fucking do it myself. This I'd like us all to roll initiative. Just, uh, uh, just a quick over the table comment here. Go okay. for it. Yeah. Are we guessing this character is a bad character? Or... <laughs> <laughs> He's dressed in red and white robes, by the way. Oh, recognizable red and white robes. Yes, red, recognizable red and white robes. Big, big beard. This seems to have been the figure that you could even just barely make out on the mountain as it blew a giant horn a couple days ago. Yeah, that horn blowing was pretty aggro, so. 21 for Connie. Nine for McKeck. Oh my. Dungeon Master Crit missed his initiative roll. Fuck yeah. What does that mean? How does that translate? It's a good fucking start. <laughs> Andy, uh, why don't you explain I, to our friend Dom what that means? I have a, I have a, uh, I have a very stupid house rule that if someone crits their initiative roll, I'll, I'll give them a surprise round, which means they can act before everyone else and then get to act on their normal turn. If they crit miss they miss their first turn of action. Oh, so we all get we all get two goes You're all going to get to go a couple times before this this guy gets to go. Wow. And Dom, would you roll uh, as Cryo? Roll a 12. I rolled a 12, yeah. Beautiful. So that would be the equivalent of him dropping that huge cumbersome morning star in dread and it accidentally just hits his toe and he's like, oh, fucking <laughs> hell, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's more concerned. It seems like uh, to to just be intimidating for a second, um, as you know, you all know immediately who this is. You know, this is the commander of that mountain fortress. You know, he is incredibly pissed, and he is here to destroy Burden. There is no doubt in your minds as you immediately act when you see him. So let's start with Connie. Connie, what do you got for us? <clears throat> all right. So Belinda pulled Connie out of the dust and the sandstorm just a moment ago, right? Yep. And so presumably Belinda might still be nearby. Absolutely. Um, Connie's going to get on Belinda and he's gonna pull out Betty and he's gonna say, Betty, meet Belinda, Belinda, Betty. The broom. I was a little bit. 
And I'll have Betty bow back to Belinda. Betty, my uh, cannibal. Is that, is that a name for your penis? <laughs> no, it is not. What is Betty? Betty is the the, the weapon, the Kanabo weapon that uh, Vern left for Connie in that tree that Connie oh, found with the letter last time. All right, I'm going to try to fly Belinda through the dust and the wind around, up and around into the back of... Uh, of this of siege santa as we're calling him i believe you're going to try to fly belinda is that what you're saying <laughs> yeah on belinda yes okay you you've again still not been able to practice with belinda yeah you've not been a, you don't have your official belinda license yet Connie, yeah. just so you but know but you can give me an intelligence check to try to try to do this i'm gonna try and see what happens all right <laughs> Oh, fuck it out. That is an unnatural one. Unnatural, which is a sad indictment. <laughs> you get on Belinda, and Belinda immediately starts to bolt away from this creature. Oh, this is. No, I, I would like to suggest that Belinda is too starstruck with Betty. Yeah. And she's just madly in love. I think Belinda only has one master. I think she's, she's pining for Cryon. <laughs> for Cryon! <laughs> But, uh, Connie, if you want to jump off of Belinda, you would only, yeah, lose a couple feet. Yeah. Um, right. All right, okay, I see how it is. You only got eyes for Cryon, I understand. I'll hop off, and I will um, run 40 feet uh, up to this guy. Okay. Well, not 40 feet. I can be within range of... I'll run, like, so that I'm within 10 feet of him. Yeah, I think you were back one one there, so yeah. 40 feet will get you to here. Okay, good. And I've still got Betty out, and I will I will attack with Betty, and um, okay. I am I am attacking recklessly for sure. Okay. Um, and, and I am raging because of Belinda being so recalcitrant. Okay. Betty was recalcitrant. Wait, is that a real word? Yeah, Cryon, she was being recalcitrant. I love learning new words. What, is, what does recalcitrant mean? Recalcitrant. I define it as having an obstinately uncooperative attitude toward authority or discipline. What? I'm going to I'm gonna applaud that word. I'm a Scrabble fan. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm here for the education. Thanks, Cryon. Thank you. Fantastic. Recalcitrant. Um, all right. So I'm attacking recklessly, and I am raging, and I'm trying to get back to level 20. When you rage, Adam, just from a new point of view, what does that do? That adds a certain number to your attack? So Because he's a barbarian. Yeah. Yeah. This is their main thing. Oh, I'm reading about it. In battle, you fight with primal ferocity. Oh, okay. So it gives you advantage to almost everything. Well, and it gives me a bonus to my damage... Um, and I've got resistance to, to damage for a minute. Um, but what gives me advantage on the attack is reckless attack. I throw aside all concern for defense to attack with fierce desperation. And it says his rage lasts for one minute. How do you count that, Andy? Is that one real minute or? It's 10 rounds. Yeah. Oh, like, that's like 10 rounds you guys had to escape. Yeah. That's a ton of time. Each round in D&D &D is considered to be six seconds, yeah. normally. Okay. 
as just a general rule of thumb. Kane two-handedly swings a kanabo named Betty. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! Jesus. So 12 bludgeoning plus um, plus two for the rage. So it's 14 bludgeoning damage against Siege Santa. All right, you slam into that with the with the weapon, like just a, a just a giant baseball bat. You hit the thigh of this thing, and it ripples outward and is fat, and then sort of slams back down. And there's a, a almost a, a a moment where there's just a jet of air that you feel that just goes away from the the creature at that point, and it and it blows your hair back and it blows your duster back, and you look. Just so fucking cool, and, but it, it, that it—I feel like it hurt it, right? Yes, Hopefully. yes, yep, that hurt. Yep. I, it struck me. I was like, I should not be getting presumptuous that the eighteen actually hit. Ooh. Cool. I will do my extra attack, um, which I think I—the same conditions apply. Okay. Woo! That's a crit hit. Damn. That's a crit hit. Yeah, go for it. Crit, crit, crit. Uh, do I roll, I can roll something yep. for the crit table? <laughs> oh, oh, damn! Loses a limb. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You're charging at him, and you bring down your kanabo on him. He just tries to like block it with his arm, but immediately you hear a crack. In, in the arm that he was using to block it with. Uh, and it's it's now just kind of dangling right next to his, his side here. It looks like his arm is now not usable. Fucking badass. Which, he does have a shield on his back. He might have needed that arm for some reason, Andy. Anyway. Uh-huh. Why would you need an arm? You got another arm. You don't need this one. Just use one. Right, it's fine. Uh, it, is, it is no longer usable. Hell yeah. Well done. For uh, 21 damage, too. Right, yeah, with Ridge. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, that's my turn. Connie will be like, he'll look angrily back over at Belinda. See what you're missing out on, Belinda. I'm badass. Aha! That's it. <laughs> All right. LF, your turn. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, okay, I'm gonna bonus action move Hex to the giant. Okay. And then I'm gonna cast Fireball. It's a DC 17 deck save. Um, and the Hex was on fire, uh, was on Fireball, basically, was on Dex. So he has disadvantage for this save. I position it over here at him. On, well, is that. Is that ability text or saves with dex? With the hex? Hex doesn't take out saving throws, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, it's ability checks. Okay. That's a bummer. Our DC is 15. He rolled a 5. Yeah. He takes 27. 27 fire damage. Fuck yeah. Boom, asshole. He's also going to make 4 psychic damage on top of that from my um, whatever the fuck it is thing. And Elif is standing there, uh, kind of sounding like me, except more like Elif. So she's going, Hi, yeah, you wanna fuck with that? You wanna fuck with that? You fucking asshole? I'm gonna fucking blow you up? I'll show you what we can do in this fucking town. Fuck off! Well, most of the fires in town have now been put out by this wall of dust and dirt, uh, you've sparked a few more. 
As it should be. And she's then gonna duck behind this building. Gotcha. <laughs> she's she's brave, but not stupid. Cool. Uh, yeah, if you're standing close enough, you don't think you can't see him. He can't see you, probably. Cool. Awesome. That's my turn. Okay. Cry on. Okay, let me consult the map. Uh, how close am I to my broom? What's her name? Not Betty. I'm getting a confusion. Belinda. Belinda is very far on the other side of town. Oh, really? <laughs> Wait, no, I thought Connie just... I thought Connie tried to fly with her, but... He tried to. She went the opposite direction. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. She shot off. Okay, all right, all right. right. There's a. I'm. I'm. I'm next to a griffin, right? Yeah. Just trying to think. This this guy's a giant. He's lost his arm. Can I? Is this griffin in a in a place where it would be willing to allow me to jump on its back and jump and jump into a a fight with it? I mean, is that an animal? Uh, uh, yeah, no, you're good with the mount already, so you can. You I can, can jump, jump on, on this griffin. What, um, I, what I what I want to do is jump on this griffin and do a stunning strike because I don't even think I've done it yet. Yes, and I can actually stop stop this giant from taking a go, which it's never going to take a go at this point. It's just going to stand there and take whales from well, us. Right. Well, yeah. Well, technically, it's it's not going to go this round anyway. Right. Because it's still, like, bolstering. <laughs> so you, you probably don't want to try the Sunny Strike just yet, because it'll use a key point. But you could use it on your next turn. Ah, uh, because if I do it now, it will just negate the fact that it go, because it's Tech, already losing yeah. its go. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I, I can do it on the next go. So uh, I'd still like to jump on the Griffin. Okay. And maybe just get a high enough place where I can throw down some darts at this guy. Okay, yeah. Um, Give me uh, two dart throws, then. Or you have your crossbow, as well. Oh, which does the most damage, he asked, inquiring. Crossbow, I think. Oh, let's do crossbow, then. So, hit the crossbow twice? Yeah. Uh, the 16 hits, the 13 just misses, just sticks okay. into the ground next to him. Okay. But the 16, absolutely, as it's focused on Connie, uh, you've flown up kind of uh, flanking just a tiny bit uh, and are able to shoot a crossbow into its shoulder, and it <laughs> turns around. And... The damaged shoulder or the... Uh, the other one. Yeah, the yeah. other one completely. Is that is that my go? Can I... Can I move at this point? So it's 11. So you could fly a little bit more. You could you could dismount uh, and run along the ground. But that's all your attacks for now. Uh, no, I'm going to stay on the griffin if I can. But can I move here? Like behind Connie? So he's kind of protected or closer to Connie? You can land the griffin about here and then run the rest of the way, yeah. Uh, no, I don't know if I want to get off the Okay. If I have to get off the griffin, I'll just stay where I was. Was I here, kind of on the griffin? Yeah. I'll just, I'll just stay. I think the advantage of being on the griffin is better than being, no, no offense, Adam, than uh, being close to <laughs> None taken. <laughs> All right. Uh, McKeck. So I've just gotten pulled out of the dust by Serenade and had yeah. this, the vision that I did. 
You're going to see McKex sort of... <laughs> she also looks at you and says, oh, I'm not much of a fighter, Mr. Tumbledown. That's not a problem. He's going to sort of crick his neck. <laughs> I am McKeck Tumbledown. My family has lived here for years. My grandmother was Talca Tumbledown. And like her, I heal these people. And you're a cancer. Ayo! At this, I'm going to reach down, pull up my flower crown from the dust, set it back on my head. <laughs> just the dust just drips off of it. Now fucking burn. Nice. Um, I'm going to cast heat metal on his uh, morning star. Nice. Okay. So he is going to take 13 fire damage. He okay. must succeed on a constitution saving throw or drop the object. Okay. Uh, okay. If it does not drop the object, it has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks until the start of my next turn. I may also do this damage again as a bonus action on my turn. Nice. All right. And I'm also going to sort of reach back into my pack, pull out my club, and activate Shillelagh, which, again, McKeck is... It looks sort of like a, a hardened shell when he's just sort of normally fighting, but when he's really angry it turns into flowers and you're going to see like creeping vines go up it and then blossom into almost bright red flowers. Nice. Get the hell out of my town. All right. You just see him like he's looking at his broken arm. He looks at the arrow in his shoulder. Um, he's, he's holding uh, with his left hand. He's holding on to the morning star and you can hear it just kind of sizzling and smoking in his hand. It is also glowing red. Right. It's glowing red, and he's just holding on to it. And you can tell it's searing. It's hurting him, his face. But he just says, Bring it, you peasants. Uh, Connie, your turn. Uh, nothing fancy here. I am reproducing my last turn to a T. Let's do it. This is how you fight giants. Hell yeah. Uh, again, reckless attack. Okay. Nice, nice, nice. 24 hits. For, I think that's 17 total bludgeoning damage. Yep. So I, yep, I, I hit it again. Presumably, is it still like the leg? I'm still just bashing it. Yeah, you can't reach much higher. And his leg. Um, and, yep, and I'll do it again. Okay. 19. 19 hits. So that's for another 11 bludgeoning damage. Yeah. Uh, and again, every time you hit it, you hear that sort of like air is almost sort of escaping or something. Um, and a couple times it blows back your weapon even so that you have to like like concentrate to hold on to it. Does that seem like an, like an air elemental thing? Uh... Kind of, a little bit. Yeah, it, it seems, yeah, it seems almost a bit magical. Like there's not actually air escaping this body or something like that. But yeah, but you know you're hitting him because you also see the ripples and sort of his fat as as every time you slam into him. 
Yeah, Kanye will shout, You call us peasants, I say you're full of hot air. <laughs> Solid 7 out of 10, Kanye. Solid 7 out of 10. <laughs> Speaking of hot air, Aleph. Okay, I'm popping back out. And... going to shoot this motherfucker, hopefully with a scorching ray but scorching ray actually means four scorching rays so do i need to roll the spell four times i think so why why do you get four um so scorching ray allows you to um yeah i do need to roll the time four times you you cast multiple rays so you can divide your targets but since we have one target oh, nice. i'm targeting them all on him but they each roll separately nice nice it's Uh, that one missed that one yeah just goes straight uh, a little bit further um, kind of underneath you cryon then wow three out of four so he's hexed yep he sure is (laughs) so he just took 13 damage on top of whatever that was was it 19 plus 13 32 plus damage bitch so uh, (laughs) what does that what does psychic damage do specifically? It wrecks his mind. It fucks up his head. I'm in his head, yelling at him that he's a fucking asshole, and we're gonna burn him to the ground, which I will now do. We're gonna fucking kill you, you fucking asshole! You said you can fucking fight us. You can't fucking fight us. We're like, we're gonna burn you to the ground, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> and you dip back behind the house, I assume. And I dip back behind the house. That's my turn. Beautiful. All right, cry on. Yo, let's do this. I'm going to do this uh, crazy, uh, what do you call it? Stunning strike thing. All right. So. Yeah, you'll have to hop off the griffin. I'm going to hop up to. Well, I can't I can't do it. I have to do it standing or something. Is that what it is? You just have to be in melee range. Yeah, with him. And it's going to be really hard to do more than one attack if you're not on the ground. But then, yeah. So I'll jump off the griffin. Um and we'll get involved in this thing. Hang on, let me see. So I have to spend a key point, right? Um, uh, go ahead and attack first to see if you hit. And then if you hit, you can spend the key point. Yeah. So just a basic martial attack. Yep. Come on, martial attack. 23. Yeah. Yeah. 23 hits? Yeah, for nine damage. Okay. All right. Uh... As you hit it, you you slam into it. Uh, immediately, you see like a almost a splatter of like dark blood underneath its skin uh, when you when you just strike this thing. Um, go ahead and if you want to try a stunning strike now. Yeah, let's do a stunning strike. So uh, I'm gonna put that there. Yep, do a um, key point. And he has to. So what do constantly. I do? I just do I just hit key point? Is that what I do? Yeah, you just yep hit key point, and then he has to roll. Constitution. So check. you, just to explain as as yeah, cool, doing this, he has to. You have to spend the resource, so reducing your key point total. Because you yeah. and you can do lots of different things with those. But this is one of those things called a saving throw, where you don't roll anything else. He rolls to see if he resists it or shakes it off or dodges it or you know whatever the effect is. Oh, but he did a pretty good roll, and he very much did. Yeah, yeah. On this one, you you tried the stunning strike. 
Um, and you just smack him in like the kneecap, hoping that might cripple him for a second. And he just kind of shakes it off. And as you do that, you see just a, a bit of air swirl in front of you where you hit this thing. And then immediately, a gust of air uh, throws you backwards. Uh, you land on the ground. Oh. Um, and you just take two damage as you topple uh, and, and sort of come to a stop back here. So that. Uh, technically, you can run up to him and try to hit him again if you want. You have enough movement. Um, but he's kind of. He's, he's kind of in a stronger position. He did quite well on that go. I'm not sure if I... Yeah, so you sort of learn from that that he's incredibly... has a ton of constitution. And that stunning strike is going to be hard to hit. Is that Would that be the end of my turn? You can run up to him again and try to hit again. I mean, you did damage to him, certainly, last time. And there are other things you can do besides stunning strike. There are other effects you can try to impose. Right, yeah, your key points will let you start to do other things, too. Wait, say that one more time. So, he's, he, he's got a lot of constitution, right? He's basically, he's really beefy. He's really healthy. Right, he's, yeah, um, he's healthy. But you have those other things that you can do, like uh, knocking someone back or maybe knocking them prone, etc. And you'd need to check to see if those work on something this big. But some of those might check against another ability score. Like, some of those might check to see how, like, dexterous it, he is and how well he dodges stuff. Okay. And it's not that you know his exact score, but you know that he basically ate the fireball instead of dodging. Okay, so this so. is a really cool little new bit of understanding knowledge for me, because this whole, this whole experience for me has been about being a noob and being able to move away from this with less less than noob knowledge being able to say to people, <laughs> oh, well, if you're a noob, I learned this when I was a noob. Yeah, yeah. So if someone has good constitution, that means that their generally their general health is okay. They're kind of they can handle most things. You have to come at them from different angles now, is that right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. They resist disease, like they never get a cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you saw him, he's not fast. He's not spry. He's he's gonna have a harder time dodging something. So his dex is probably a little lower than his constitution. Okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. So if you wanted to, you could run up to him again and try to do your flurry of blows. Right. He also just does his extra attack still. You still have an extra attack, yeah. Um So it's it's almost it's almost like that that first attack was a way for me to understand a little exactly. bit about him. Yeah, monks are really good at that. You have a lot of different attacks, and you learn stuff kind of from that. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I still have one more, what, basic attack? Yeah. Final attack, is that right? Yeah. So can that can that basic attack be a throw my dart? Right. You you could throw a dart. Sure. Yeah. So and that could let's... be your second attack here. All right. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to throw a dart. Let's see how that... Nice. 24 for seven pierce. That hits, yeah, for seven damage. And then from there, the flurry of blows looks like a good thing to potentially do, right? So yeah, that you can run up to him, uh, do a key point, and then you get two attacks as your bonus action. All right, so I'm going to do that. So do I hit key point? Is that what I... Key uh, point just one. one key point, yep, just one. Okay, okay. 
and then hit a martial attack twice. And you can also do other effects or try a stunning blow again if you wanted to, depending on if you connect. Yep. Damn. Yeah, um, monks have a lot of options. They're basically about lots yeah. of little punches that have yeah, extra yeah. effects added onto them. Okay, cool. Um, uh, and then so roll two martial attacks for flurry of blows. Okay, wait. Here we go. Two of those. Oh. All right. Yeah, 22. Yeah, the 22 in the 13 hit. Damn. Damn. The accidental third one was a crit hit. Yeah. <laughs> Darn it. Darn it. Okay. Dom, that's how Dom rolls. Um, yeah, it is. it is. So the first one hit. And so if you wanted to impose one of those open hand techniques that you have, you can do one of those on him. Oh, open hand. Okay, let, let me, let me yeah. read about that. Right. So open hand. Yeah, the only thing. Jesus Christ! The prone doesn't have a size restriction. Yeah, you can Fuck. knock this giant out. Whoa! Wait. If you want. Wait. What, what does that mean? What does that mean? Break that down. So, it must succeed on a deck saving throw, or it knocks prone. Yeah. Oh wow. That might be a. If you're looking to, to find something with dexterity. Because you know it's not as fast. That might be. Because it's about one. the enemy's chi, not not the body. It's interesting. Right, yeah, it, it's right. affecting just his energy. Yeah. And my dexterity is pretty strong, so let's do that. So I'm. Yeah. Uh, that's his. Yeah, he has to roll dexterity. Oh, he has to roll. Okay, well. That's yeah. another one of those saving throw things where saving throws mean the target tries to evade it. Right, right. But we know that he looked at the fireball and went, huh? Oh, oh dear. Oh no. No. Damn. So you you sort of you sort of uh you, your your palm uh strike that you're doing here as you move forward you just gather a bit of like blue energy in your hand and as you slam into it he's he like almost goes uh wonky for a second and then steadies himself uh and then just looks at you as this mass of swirling air forms in front of you and blows you back again. Oh, we almost had him again. That was close. That was real close for three damage. So go ahead and take three more damage there, Cryon. This is what I really like about this experience for me, is the world of Dungeons and Dragons was almost a little bit kind of like mythological and hard for me to Sand and it was something that I always wanted to be involved in and, and I found it really intimidating. Yeah. The fact that I'm playing with you guys, people that know how it works and you've played it for so long, is you explain it in a way that makes it way less intimidating for hopefully a bunch of noobs that are watching and listening, you know. Good, yeah. You're like, hey, it, you know, you can play too. Like we have this that makes it so simple for everyone. And I think you know, so many people want to play and they're put off by the fact that what does the dexterity throw mean or what does intuition yeah, yeah. mean or what does strength mean? And roll 20 takes that whole thing out of the equation. You know, it's great. It does a lot of heavy lifting. And you're, you're playing a monk, which is not an easy class necessarily. Right. So you're, you're picking it up very quickly. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's not... What you got, McKeck? This poor fucker hasn't even gone yet. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I love that. He's frozen. <laughs> I said, burn. 
Uh, so that'll be another nine damage. And then he has a constitution save to see if he can hold on to it. Okay. Yeah, because he's a fucking giant. Um, okay, so just as a, as a question... Yeah. I've seen Cryon get in melee range and then get like... Back by like yeah. wind multiple times. Now. You've seen something similar happen to Connie when he attacks, but Connie's further back from him. So that was not casting the spell heat metal, that was using its effect. Yeah. Um you're gonna see McKeck pull uh just sort of a, a large white flower from his crown and hold it up fall. Um, and as I throw it to the ground, uh, a massive, uh, the, the wind and the dust forming out of it, um, will come glowering clouds, uh, from which a lightning bolt is going to strike down. <laughs> That's a dexterity save, isn't it? It is. Come on, dude, you can do it. No, he can't. No, he cannot. <laughs> no, he can't. He cannot dodge. You see him look up to the sky, and he just tries to move as the lightning <laughs> cracks down on him, uh, doing 16 damage. All right. I said, get the fuck out of my town. He, um, he walks toward you, McKeck, and he says... You're the healer, huh? You heal people? That'd be terrible if you went down. Honestly, my duties recently have more involved beating the shit out of people like you. But, <laughs> you know, same diff. Uh, and he looses the, the, the morning star and uh, rears back trying to, trying to hit you. But he has disadvantage on the attack because it's on fire. Okay, to be to be overboard, no, he doesn't, because I stopped concentrating on that. Oh, did you? Okay, yeah. I ri I risked it because I went to call light. Oh, you're right. To, to do Thank you. But doesn't he? I mean, doesn't he have disadvantage? One of his arms is not usable. Yeah, he just is not using a shield at all. His his other arm is what he's swinging this thing with. Oh dear. Jesus, oh, man. No. All right. Oh, no. The first one okay. critted. The oh, first one critted. That's... I'm unconscious. 32 damage. All right. Also, too, depending on what he would do with that, I'm unconscious after the first attack. Right. He won't He won't do that. Um, <laughs> you're I'm, unconscious. You, you I'm not afraid, afraid of shit. Uh, the second one, then, after he one-taps McKeck, he swings over to you, Connie, and throws the Morning Star your direction. You just see this ball coming impossibly fast, and you try your best to, to get out of the way. Um, and in fact, against you, he would have advantage. Yeah. Um, so he's going to just roll one more, but it looks like at least he's going to hit. Oh. And then we'll just take the higher attack for damage hello darkness my old friend <laughs> in every battle because he keeps critting against you I feel like you have uh, pretty much yeah I've, I've crit against McKeck uh, I think every battle we've had 
at every major battle, <laughs> which sucks. It all. And it's his first attack. Uh, so the twenty-five piercing to you, Connie. Um, do I have resistance to piercing? Yes, because you're raging. So does that have it? Yep. So that's uh, a twenty-four. That's uh, twelve damage. All right. Ouch. All right, uh, Connie, your turn. You see, Mikek is down, and and I assume oh, bleeding out, not just down, right? Oh yeah, like the the shell has kind of cracked in front. Okay. Oh God. Okay. Jesus. Try. Try to move around this guy. I'm going to provoke an opportunity attack, aren't I? That's why he positioned himself there. Um. Oh, you also would have got an opportunity attack against him since he moved within your range. Okay, so can I can I do that now? Yeah, go for it. Before you do whatever you're doing. Okay, I'm just going to say, if he takes off another limb, that would have happened before the giant... <laughs> then we'll retcon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if he takes off another limb, we'll retcon. Please take off another limb. Do it! Do it! I would put it past me. <laughs> and my luck um, I'm sorry, it's 12 misses. You you slam into him, um, but it's it's in some armor that he hasn't on his backside. You don't. And since that was, that was an opportunity attack, it wasn't technically on my turn. Yeah. Yep. So now it's your turn. <clears throat> go, Connie. Let's go. It's also maybe good just to double check who has healing potions on them. Uh, you all would know I'm carrying two. Okay. I don't. So there are a couple on me. Yeah. Yeah. So if you if you do need to make your way to McKeck, he has them on him. Just as a reminder. Uh, um, uh, uh, my inclination would be to... I mean, one thing, I could try to just attack him from where I am and hope that I hit and then use my thunderous blows to kind of try to push him like back in the way but even from this angle from where I am I'd still be pushing him like I wouldn't really be pushing him away from me cat just push right. him over me oh <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'm gonna I'll move over to me cat I'll trigger an opportunity attack you're a brave barbarian I appreciate you. And now, since I was, I was like attacking his leg. I don't know if there's something like I'm going between his legs or just kind of sure. doing a quick dodge around him or something. Yeah. But I'm trying to get over to Mikek. Yeah. As you move, um, he takes a swing at you with his morning star. I'm no longer recklessly attacking, technically, because I haven't taken an attack. Because uh, you haven't on this turn, right? Yeah. So he doesn't have advantage. So that. Is an 18 to hit? Um, <laughs> I think that hits. I don't suppose. Yeah, even if I had, even if I retroactively had my shield out, it would still hit. Yeah. Right. So 27. Uh, so that's 13 damage to you. Which again goes to like the sheer fucked upness of the fact that you keep critting me because I think I'm the only person in the party that isn't hit by an 18. Right, yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only way I can hit you is by critting you, basically. Yeah. All right. And yes, Sarah Kid, I did say Bugbarian, because he's a Bugbear barbarian. He's, he's a Bugbarian. Bug it's it's Adam's joke. I think I tried to steal it from him real quick. Yeah, he did. 
So <laughs> if I were to, but and if but if I tried to pull Mikek away, yeah, would um that trigger an opportunity attack against Mikek? He's already used it. No, he's already used it. Oh, he has it. no more this until his next turn. So I'd like to use at least some of my movement. Who's over here? Is a serenade? Yeah. You could ask her to heal me. I'm, yeah, I'm going to use some of my movement. I'm getting too involved. <laughs> yes, bad. you are. You are, again, stealing my idea. First of all, Barion, and now getting serenade to help. Yeah. No, um, you're good, you're so, I'm excited for you. <laughs> I'm pulling Mikek over here. Okay. That'll be all your movement then, I think. Yeah. And I will grunt to Serenade. He's got some healing potions on him. Heal him. Get him up. We need him. And, um... All right. Am I technically still within melee range, the 10 feet? I can No, just... you're 15. No. Yeah, but this 10 feet... You could throw something at him. Yeah. Okay. Um... Throw a kick at him. <laughs> I will do significant bludgeoning damage. I'm getting too involved again, but technically you can drag him, place him there, but still be here. Does that make sense? Yeah, if uh, that is what Connie's goal would be. Basically, just okay. even if he could just get there and just kind of swing Mikek around or something. like Yeah, heal him! <laughs> yeah, but he, he wants to, to still be in, in range here. Um, yep. And yep, I'm going to recklessly attack with uh, okay. Betty. Let's do it. Uh, if I I'm really opening myself up here, but I can a shit. That's what road reckless is, yep. 22. 22 hits. For uh, 12 bludgeoning. Okay. Um, I also... I am going to use my thunderous blows here. Okay. There, well, wait. No, 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 no. I'm not. I will use that on... Well, if I miss my second attack, I won't be able to use it. But... Uh, You're attacking with advantage at a plus seven. I mean... Yeah, I'm going to... I'm using my second attack. If you miss, it was not to be. Right, exactly. <laughs> not to be. He's, he's not wearing a shield. He's easier to hit. Yeah. 22. 22 hits. So that's for 14 bludgeoning, and I'm gonna try to push him back, so he needs to make a strength saving throw to beat. So it's, wait, it's 14 bludgeoning. Here's a noob question. Why does it say 12? I'm adding in the effect of my rage, which adds two damage. So why wouldn't, why wouldn't that be added? This whole, you know, roll 20, make it easy for possible. Adam just didn't put it in the stat. Adam! Oh, there, there would be a way to... Yeah, then you'd have a whole other thing there. Okay. A 13? It has to be 8 plus my proficiency bonus plus my strength mod. Oh, I don't think uh, he did it. Yeah, no, he didn't. He got pushed. So I'm fucking pushing him back and I'm saying, Hey now! That's my drug dealer you're attacking. Stay away! <laughs> uh, you saw this creature just... He's hes just fixated on Makek here. hes he, You drug him away, and he's already reaching down for him. 
again. When he reaches down enough, his head is pretty pretty low to the ground. You kind of leap up in the air and sl- and slam into him with the kanabo, uh, and that just stuns him enough where he takes a few steps backward. Nice, and I can choose to immediately move five feet into the into his previous position, regardless of my movement. Right, that's just a part of the thunderous yeah, blows. Yep. So I yep. will move five feet forward. Okay. Trying to draw him away from 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 me, Okay. That guy gives me herbal soothers. Fuck you. I like how the fuck yous in your combat cries are just kind of this coda. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, here's the point. Oh, and fuck you. It's me. It's me kind of giving up on. Like, all right, that's it. I got my point across. Emulsify. <laughs> Emulsify. All right. I left your turn. So I'm gonna move. Well, I would have heard Connie yell that to Serenade, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, all that measuring was for nothing. Um, that's fine. That's good. I want it to be for nothing. I'm just gonna pop out here and Eldritch blast this motherfucker. Not the fact that you called him a motherfucker. <laughs> Two of these now, because I'm level five. Do those both hit? Uh, first one hits, yeah. For 13. Does the second one not hit? Uh, Elif, paint me a picture. <gasps> How does this guy drop? Oh, wow. He dropped are screaming like he fucking deserves so Elif pops out behind the building you know kind of just screaming nonsensically as she does and fucking fires a fireball at him it's Eldritch Blast but we're gonna go with fireball and he just like gets hit right in the fucking face and goes down hopefully in a lot of pain right his beard has caught on fire uh, as he as he just dips, he holds his broken arm, um, and he's just looking around. Not possible. And then the just kind of overtakes his face as he falls backward onto the ground. The, do you want to move, Elif? Are we out of combat? <clears throat> no, Mikek is still uh, hurting. Okay. Bleeding. Um, I don't know how much I moved, but I'll move in the rest of the way. I think that was probably ten. Yeah. What does that mean that Mikek's still in combat? What does that mean? I could well, still technically die by bleeding out. Oh, okay. You're still in trouble. Yeah, do you remember when you got dropped lower to zero hit points and you had to roll those death saves? Yeah. Every yeah. turn? That's what we're on to with Mikek right now. Oh, um shit. but it should as long as Serenade doesn't betray you last second, it should be fine. I'd like to point out, Cryon could also, at this point, like wander over and pour a healing potion down my throat. Also true. Yeah. Yep. That might be my next move. You never know. Yeah, it would be a flashback back to our first combat together out in the swamp when you saved Mikek's life. Yeah. After Andy critted to knock me out. Yeah. Twice! <laughs> After critted to knock uh, Cryon, it is your turn. What would you like to do? Yeah, so I'm, I'm obviously gonna... Uh, since the giant seems to be down and out for the count... I'm going to go over and see how I can aid uh, Mikek. Is that a short enough walk for me to take? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yep, 30 feet exactly. Okay, so from there, I don't think I'm holding any, but I think Mekek is, right? So, yeah, so you, you, after Cryon, after time and time and time again of you looting bodies, (laughs) of you just, as soon as they go down, you just look through their stuff. You know exactly where to go to with Mekek. Yeah. Uh, You go into his bag, you start rummaging, you throw a few things out of the bag. You have no idea what a bag of spices is doing in there. And then you get one of the healing potions, uncork it, and you pull Mekek onto the back of his shell, and then you just dip very gently the healing potion into Mekek. Do you want to use the whole thing or half of it? Uh, I'll use half. I'll put the other half hopefully his grasping hand just so that if he actually needs it i'll give it and am i am i still able to in my turn go over and uh frisk the giant for any goodies <laughs> yeah come on it's part of his it's part of his mo he's a little use an action you dash over there yeah to start so, do you want to roll healing for me andy yeah is that a d4 d4 plus one so it'd be plus one to whatever this is four five Woo, max all right McKeck. <coughs> oh. Oh. Why does everything hit so hard? <laughs> Maybe you should put that shell on the other side. I don't know. It's all shell. Crown behind you. Um <laughs> you hear you hear the signs of life again in McKeck. And you just kind of smile as you start to you start to search the body. You jump up on his chest. And then something strange happens. Oh god, why? This music has me on edge. You feel movement under your feet. Like there's something inside of him. Oh shit. In his chest. And you see the skin around your feet just immediately go black on this giant. And then the skin rips and bursting out of this creature is, let me make him big enough so you can see him, some sort of ember-eyed monstrosity with just mandibles that are clicking side to side. And it reaches up through the chest and it grabs you, Mekek. Uh, and it just like what? grabs you, you around the front. You mean crying? Cry- I'm sorry, crying, crying, crying. It just like, grabs whoa, 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 you around the front. Yeah, not again. <laughs> <laughs> it just reaches up and grabs you around the throat. Uh, go ahead and give me an acrobatics check, real quick. Goodness me. <laughs> 26. As it grabs you, um, you're you're uh, just immediately able to 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 like swing your arm around it, flip your legs so that you straddle now his arm, and then you just yank and pull and fall off to the side. Uh, he was unable to hold on, and he just doesn't even know what happened right there. But you just hear him go. How big is this thing? Uh, it is about five to six feet tall. Um and fairly wide uh, and it now is just looking at all of you uh, McKeck your turn goodness me we're kind of stacked well <laughs> so 
So Mikek's gonna sort of like sit up, holding his chest, like, "Oh, thank you, Cryon. Oh, I see the giant is. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> um. So, so, what is this thing? Is about like human sized, but you said pretty wide. Yeah. Do I have any idea what the fuck this thing is? Uh, you can give me a religion check. <laughs> That's mm. never a good check. That doesn't feel good. What something is. Uh, I'll, sure, I'll go ahead and make a quick religion check. Oh my god, don't tell me this thing's a fundamentalist Christian. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> twelve. Uh, a twelve. Uh, the way it's like glowing embers and the way it's sort of popped out uh, uh, along with all the other sort of demonic things that you've seen just emerge from from higher ranking members of the Gaholnian army. You know it's demon fiendish and right now that's about it. Okay. Demon fiendish. Uh, and I feel like McKeck is sort of like clambering to his feet and I will say I'm using the the, the, the motion, uh, the movement to get up. Yeah. Okay. So fucking seriously, humans on horses? I get why you actually have a demon form. Thing was a fucking giant. <laughs> and you're just like, nope. Fun <laughs> surprise. Yeah, you're already a giant. There's no lead that needs to be buried here. <laughs> Pixar, damn it. <laughs> Pixar, damn it. Um. Fuck die um i'm reforming the uh lightning storm okay <laughs> calling lightning down behind it so as not to hit cryon all right yeah thank you. I feel you let me just roll his decks so was santa actually a demon bug all along is that the the moral of the That's story horrifying and upsetting <laughs> i mean santa claus is a mushroom look into that get zapped 14? Nope. 15 was what he needed. 23 lightning. Alright. 23 lightning. Alright, you hear it. You watch it smack the ground and then... Uh, I'm also going to immediately use uh, Balm of the Summer Court on myself twice because, ow, potion very useful, but ow. Gotcha. Uh, so I roll 2d6, add them together, I heal that much, and then I also get two temporary hit points. Okay. And since it did this for everyone else, what you see when I cast it on myself is, like, the... My flower crown actually begins to glow, and the flowers begin to move slightly. Very much like in uh, the poster art that Monty made. Nice. Um, okay, so guys, can we go ahead and kill this one? Oh, oh god. All right, um, Cryon, it it uh, comes out of the chest entirely, um, looks at you, and then just starts bolting for Elif. And then it's like last, yeah, okay, last second. It turns around. Um, I'm going to need Cryon, Connie, McKeck, and Serenade to make a constitution saving throw. I don't want this. <laughs> Me either. 21. Nice. nice. 17. Good boy, McKeck. Do the thing. 12. Uh, uh, that's not a good one. Jesus, no! 
I'm just gonna dry it real quick. So about there, there's just a thick, almost like just a greenish black cloud that immediately obscures your vision. Uh, what are your rolls again? 21 for me. And a crit success. 17. Thank you. And a 12 for Connie. All right. Um, ba -da -ba -da -ba -ba. I'm loving it. Um, all right. Um, Connie, take 32 damage, please. Ouch. Uh, McKeck, take half that. Um, I don't suppose this is uh, bludgeoning, piercing, or slashing. This is poison. Ugh. Oh, actually, uh, oh, Dom rolled a crit. It doesn't matter, because uh, Cryon yeah. would have gotten... Yeah, you would have gotten advantage anyway on these. I'm asleep again. I am too. Goodbye, cool world. Okay. Uh, Cryon, you dive underneath the giant a little bit to try to avoid this. Um, so, so you're on the ground... Um, using like some of his ragged cloak uh, around your mouth so that you're not breathing it in. Yeah. Um, so you're just, you're actually just okay outside of this. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, at, at this, uh, Serenade is going to drag McKeck out of this. <laughs> I feel like as I'm being dragged, as I have like consciousness fading. Thank you. Wait, Connie, are you down too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I, so I've, so it's, Connie has this stance of the mountain feature, where he harnesses his yeah. fury to anchor his feet to the earth, shrugging off the blows of those who wish to topple him, um, and he can't be knocked prone while raging unless he becomes unconscious. So like, okay. he is like struggling valiantly to kind of like stay up, like he's almost like punching, swinging, like <laughs> desperately. Um, uh, at at the gas at the poison, yeah. and he's coughing and he's just like trying to fight it off, and but he it is to no avail, and he uh, he falls unconscious and collapses because he was at twenty eight hit points. Yeah, wow. I'd also like to posit that McKeck was still holding the um, potion bottle. Yeah, yep, that's what it is. Yep. So go ahead and do three as as Serenade dips that into you. Um, and then collapses on top of you. Is this effect? Oh, nope, you're dying. You're dying. Serenade is definitely down. Crap. Um, <laughs> all right, as this thing runs up to you, Elif, it says, Now is the time. Betray them. What? Only it says it in Infernal, which you understand. Don't do it. Don't. No one else could understand what that was. Don't do it. Can I respond? Yeah. Okay. And this is all in common, and also in Elif. Like, like I know, like, like, like I agree to that, and like I said, right? like I, I agree to that, and like I said the name, and like you know, and all of that. But then I don't want to in my head anymore, so I don't want to in my head anymore. I want to get in my head anymore. I can't believe my head now. So I'm just gonna like, no, no, I'm not doing that anymore. I don't, I don't agree anymore. I'm consent. Um, and I'm totally done with this. Totally done. And also, get the fuck out of my head. Get out the fuck out of my head like fucking fucking fuck. Connie, I need a death saving throw from you. Alright. Now's the time. Uh, uh, mm. 
That's a six. That's a failure. That is one of three failures that you have. Indeed it is. All right. Elif, your turn. So everybody saw this thing come up to me, say something in Infernal, and then I started responding to it in common. Um, Because I'm not thinking straight. Cool. Fuck. Okay. Fuck, 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 fuck. Um... I can't see Connie, right? He's covered by the poison cloud. Uh, you can you can make him out. Yeah, it, he's he's obscured lightly, but it's you can make him out. Yeah. Like I know he's down. Okay. And he's on the ground. Yeah. Okay. You saw him impotently just swinging his fists. It was really sad. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I'm gonna um switch to infernal. Betray them. Like, I'm totally, 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 totally gonna fucking betray them. Like, I'm, like, so down for betraying them. Like, I fucking hate them and I want to betray the hell out of them. But I need you to leave because if I try to betray them with you here, they'll just, like, kill us both. But if I betray them without you here, then they won't kill us, right? They'll just leave us alone. They'll just leave, they'll just be confused because they're stupid. They're stupid people. That's why I'm gonna betray them. They're such stupid. They're not my friends. They're just fucking idiots. So I'm gonna betray the hell out of them, but you have to go away, okay? Uh. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> were, were you saying that <laughs> were you saying that uh in, in LF like uh uh trying to get him to do something that you would betray your friends but he has to leave? Is that what you were saying? Yes. I said he okay. So Elif said that I've gotta betray my friends, but he has to leave because if I betray them with him here, then they'll just kill us both and this way they won't kill me, they'll just be confused and then dead. Okay. We kill them all together. Burn the town. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. He, yeah. Seems like there's no persuading this guy. You just, you just don't think you don't understand me. Like, you don't understand the argument, right? You have to leave. You have to leave because they'll kill us both if you don't, if you stay. But if you don't, if you, if you, if you leave, I can kill them. I can kill them all if you leave. And then we can burn the town together. But first you have to go away. You have to go, you have to go far away. You have to go far, 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 far away. So I can kill them all, okay? Uh, if you let this be your action, I'll, I'll totally give you a persuasion roll. Heard you, I'm thinking. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna try it. Okay. Persuasion, please. Mm. Nine. Yeah, uh, you just see just the embers in his eyes just get a little wider and he just leans in just a little bit to you but doesn't say anything okay do I, f- I, don't, I guess I probably don't feel like I was terribly persuasive right probably you don't feel you're terribly persuasive right you're not even sure how to persuade this thing do I think if I walk into the poison cloud it will still hurt me um, or is it kind of dissipating yes no that wasn't clear yes it will hurt me Yes, it was start hurtly. No, it is not dissipating. <laughs> okay, I was like, I just like, yes, no, no. <laughs> Sorry. Which means also, yeah, it'll it'll hurt Connie too. Wait, and that's a fucking auto death save. On his turn. Yeah. Fail on his turn, but I can't do fucking anything about that. Fuck. Okay, so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna move over here for now. All right, cry on your turn. Okay. 
Um, where is this guy? He's here? Yes. Yes, you have fused with him now. <laughs> um, you do see Mekek is awake and stuff and sitting up again. Okay, so, uh, yeah. Cradling serenade. Um, there was nothing in the giant's pocket. Uh, nothing yet that you've been able to see. You could spend your turn to search him, if you'd like. <laughs> I mean, I'm just looking for an advantage here, so... Oh, yeah. Um... Uh, right now, yeah, you just see this thing is super dangerous. I'm gonna try and get it into a position. You could stun him. I'm... <laughs> where, it, where, it can't, where it can't take a turn, right? Um, I'm just saying. It would not suck. Yeah. So, uh, to put this thing in a position where it can't take a turn is the stunning strike. That's the only thing, right? Yeah, you can go up to him and if you swing a few times and if you hit him, then decide to do a stunning strike. You can do a stunning strike up to like three times in a turn. Oh, okay. So I can just take my base attack and kill that. You can just yeah. keep punching him and trying to stunning strike each time. Yeah. Okay. So I'll I'll take I'll take just a normal uh, martial attack, I guess, and then let me know when it, right. when I'm at a point where I okay where I can only take that. Yeah, you rush him, uh, and you immediately start attacking. Oh, crit hit! Oh, don't oh my god! We fucking need that right now. Late game, late game. I'm telling you. All right. Let me let me give you a let me give you an option. Yeah, sure. If you want to do stunning strike, I'll give him disadvantage as the effect of your crit. Otherwise, I'll roll on the table and we'll just see what happens. And you'll do the effect, and he'll still have to roll normally, just to just to make. And then you'd have to roll normally. Yeah. If if you want a more of a chance of a stunning strike, that might be your best chance. What do you um, think, guys? What do you think? But we could also just leave it to chance because I've not rolled a amazingly tonight do you want me to like speak like over the table metagame i just want you to tell me what what you think is chance here um now keep in mind i've only hit this thing with a dex save so i have no idea what like its constitution is um sure if it can be stunned stunning is more valuable because stunning will give you advantage as you beat the crap out of it with the rest of your attacks Right. You might you you have increased your odds to crit again if you stun him. So I might go all in on this. Now, admittedly, you also miss out on some really cool you know effects like ripping off one of his legs and beating him with it. But right, right, or nothing. Like the, there's also that in there too. Like you could literally just hit right, right, because it's all about the roll of the dice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, so whatever you think, man. So maybe I'll go for the stunning strike initially, right? Is that is that what you said, Goalie? Like, like okay, try that. Yep. Take a take away a key. So you're going to be down to two, and here's his constitution. <laughs> okay. Nice. It wasn't great, but plus three ain't terrible. That's a five. Nice. That's a five. Yeah. Uh, he is technically stunned. So you rush up to him. Uh, and again, as you as you go with that palm strike to the face, it just starts glowing blue. And as you hit it, just like a blue smoke sort of almost comes out of his nostrils as he goes back. And now the like firelight in his eyes has just dimmed into coal again. 
and he's barely able to just stand up. You've successfully stunned this creature. Nice. Now, if you want to attack again, uh, you have advantage on all the attacks while it's stunned. Um, it may not be a bad time for a flurry of blows as well. Yeah, let's let's do that. So flurry of blows. You also you still get your second attack. Yeah, Just you got your way. normal second attack. So go ahead and hit that. So I, so I can do an, uh, a martial attack with advantage now. Yep. Yep. With advantage. Oof! Crit again. Yeah. <laughs> what? No way. What it's late game. All right. That's how it goes. Late game. It's like. Oh my gosh. Uh, all right, you this time when you crack it across the face, just your your fists are just glowing blue at this point. And you crack it across the face, one of its mandibles just breaks off uh, and goes flying off to the side. It's still incredibly stunned and you do 12 more damage to it. Uh, so now if you want to spend another key point, you can do two more attacks. Sure, um, why not? Otherwise, you'll just do one. No, I'll spend another key point for sure. All right, so, so advantage again, next attack. Yeah. First, this first, is first. Amazing, first, and first, I love it. Sure. What? <laughs> <laughs> what are the chances? Is it's late game. That's how it goes. Like three crit hits in a row. What is happening? <laughs> my, That's how it goes. My beautiful creatures. <laughs> all right all right so so another 13 damage this time yeah when you when you push him that blue light just expands immediately out from you uh and it shoves him back uh, a few feet he's already stunned there's no way he can stand up so now he's prone as well so he's laying on the ground cursing slurring his infernal words <laughs> to you, just like and there's, yeah, nothing he can do here. You have one more attack still, <laughs> so you can rush up to him with advantage again and yeah, hit him again. So can I do my flurry of blows now? That uh, that was that was one of them, yeah. That so, was one of them. So this is your second flurry of blows. This is your fourth attack. So do I do I hit one more martial attack or I hit one? Yep. One more martial hit attack. One, one more martial attack with advantage. Come on, buddy. Jesus. All right. Oh! I was like, if he made four crits in a row. A Twenty-five with uh, six more damage. Yeah. Wow. Oh my god. It's that late game time. What a turn. That's <laughs> gnarly. Uh, Cryon, paint me a picture. Oh, really? Damn. Oh, How yeah. did you just kill this guy? Damn. He's on the ground. He's prone, and you just rush up to him. What do you do? Yeah, so he's prone, and uh, I I rush up to him. He's kind of lying down, trying to get back up. Cryon stands with incredible authority, both feet on either side of his shoulders, his head in between Crayon's legs. He's, he's trying to kind of gain focus and stand up. Crayon creates this kind of ball of chi, this like purple glowing ball of chi. Yeah. And pulls it back towards him and then just fires it towards him. Doesn't even touch the, blasts him in the face and just like kills him dead. 
Jesus Christ, amazing. Wow, four in a row, just... that's gnarly. You, this thing is now headless. <laughs> As you look around, Cryon, for the next, for the next threat, you just now see this dome of air dissipating. The, the dust that it was swirling around a while ago is now just settling. There is no wall of air coming at you. There is just kind of almost the light snowfall of dirt in this moment. Connie, you are still in the midst of, of this sort of horrible gas. And Elif and, and McKeck are trying their best to get to you, but they, they just are not able to, to figure out a way safely without killing more people here. However, you see a streak of just kind of brown and blue from the sky that dips into the cloud itself and emerges the other side. It is Grom on his wyvern. Woo! Damn! Grom and Grom we trust! And he out. The leathery creature just sets you down on the ground. Um, and Grom kind of rushes over to you. Um, he starts calling for a medic. He doesn't have anything on him, but you are out of the cloud itself. And the cloud is beginning to dissipate. Uh, Mikek, your turn. Uh, you'll see Mikek sort of gesture. Uh, and again, petals will swirl off from the flower crown, uh, forming a flower crown around Connie's head. Um, <laughs> which is I'm just so glad that has come back. Just essentially at this point is just like close to a giant headdress of flowers. Um, <laughs> Beautiful. You have 10 HP, Connie, and also two temporary HP. Nice. We're talking like Midsommar level, like at the end of Midsommar, <laughs> if anybody's seen it. Just like this ridiculously extravagant like crown of flowers, maybe even a dress. I don't know if, if it'll do that. And I'm uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, use my action to uh, give Serenade half a healing potion. Okay. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll the healing potion. Three. Um, her lips are absolutely black and just kind of cracked. She took a lot of that poison damage. You're not exactly sure that a healing potion is going to help. But you pour it in anyway. Um, and you sit there a second with her. And then <gasps> she's breathing really heavily and she kind of opens her eyes just a little bit. Mr. Tumbledown. <sighs> and she just kind of coughs a bit. Yeah, you're it. Um, I hesitate to say you're safe because uh, what the hell has today been? But um, yeah, yeah. Nothing is currently trying to kill us. As the the dust snow is falling lightly all around you and the small fires that Elif has set um, are slowly being extinguished by dirt. Um, your eyes have all then locked onto kind of the, the eastern side of town where you now see six giant elk slowly plodding their way 
through town. On top of the largest one, all white fur, golden antlers, is Kalia. And something fairly large wrapped in cloth. The elk comes into the square with Kalia, sets down its large, massive head. Kalia slides off of the elk and then accepts the large kind of package as well and sets it on the ground. And then she looks over at you, Elif. Is this large thing body-sized? She motions you slowly over. Okay, I'll go over to her. Come here, come here, come here, come here! Did you see, did you see we killed the, we killed the, the facehugger and we killed the giant and it's really nice, it's really, everything's alive and everyone's good and everyone's alive and we all did really good and we blew up the mountain and it was wonderful. I love, I love, I love breathe, please. I don't know how to do that, I don't know how to say it before we do that, I don't know how to do that. She kind of, she lowers her head for a second and unfurls the, the cloth and you see Rose. Very peaceful looking, but lifeless. Alex standing there like just staring we we saved them all the elk she fought hard um I tried to get to her in time but she was further ahead than any of us and around you this dirt snow is falling on her cheeks and you're wiping it kind of off Kaliat stands and gives you a moment. But, 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 but she just came back. She just, she just came back. She was gone for seven years. She, she just came back. She like she can't, she can't just go again. What are you? What? Huh? This isn't. Uh, what? Another member of of um, Rosie's gang comes over and kind of puts their hand on your shoulder and sets the crossbow that Rosie always used next to her. She just came back. And Elif's just going to kneel down by her and is just, um, like, folded over her body, crying. Yeah. The rest of you see this scene then as well. Um, sadly, it is one of many scenes that are taking place around Burden. The town was hurt pretty bad. There was fire, and then a giant windstorm. Luckily, only three people lost their life in the defense. Many people are hurt, and Mother Mosey and Mekek and Kalia are tending to them for the most part. And it takes a few hours even to light a funeral pyre. Um, in the middle of the town for the for the brave heroes that lost their life during this. And the town starts to gather around and pay tribute. And for a moment, you look around and you see everyone in town just gathered, holding hands even, around the, the wood that has been placed underneath these, these people. And they're just kind of waiting. And then someone sort of taps you on the shoulder and kind of says, do you 
want to light it. And Aleph will nod and walk up to the funeral pyre and she'll crouch down to light it and she'll say, Thank you. This is this is our fucking town now. This is our fucking town and your sacrifice isn't going to be forgotten. Thank you. And she'll light it. Yeah. As you light it, the smoke goes up into the air. Um, you join the circle of people around. Serenade is able to stand. Mother Mosey is there. You see Cryon holding hands with Kalia, who's holding hands with Makek, who's holding hands with Connie. And as you sort of return to the circle, Connie reaches out his hand. You can grab it if you want. Yeah, Aleph will take his hand and give it a squeeze. Yeah. Yeah, Connie squeezes back for sure. Like, and he gives you gives it gives you a look. Like, we both lost somebody who was trying to defend this town. Connie, Connie understands. He feels you. And at this, Bert and Ernie come and light on your shoulders. Oh. You begin to good chirp and kind of pull at your hair a little bit, and eventually, the fire creates everything into ash and smoke. And you're able to breathe for a second. In fact, Elif, that's, you almost hear Rosie's voice in your head. Just breathe. Just a breath. And the wind starts to die down. Is Kitty okay? I'm going to ask now. I was going to say, and at this Absolutely, I'd like to say yeah, that, so... that Kitty's, Kitty's going to emerge sort of from my pack and go over to Elif. And Elif, you're going to feel a little tug on your hair. (laughs) Kitty's going to very slowly hand you a gold piece. Thank you, Kitty. It doesn't doesn't fix it. She's gone. She's gone. Um, She's gone. She's not coming back. But thank you. And the town begins to the arduous task of fixing things again and rebuilding and healing, and you are all a part of that again. Grom is stuck around, trying to help as much as he can. His soldiers um, that certainly helped in the battle are the ones that are left alive, have all done what they can for the, the town reconstruction here. After the dust finally settles, and the rivers find their easiest path amidst a new terrain of a novel mountain now outside of town. And eventually, when the historians will record the events of the last week, they will use words like hero, protector, to allude to Elif fire, Connie be demure, McKeck tumble down, and cry on fame. These deeds will be etched into the annals of burden. But it was not simply taking down a mountain fortress or killing a giant that made them heroic. It was sparking hope. Hope, born of connection, born itself of trauma, hope that was desperately needed. The beasts of burden planted the seeds of renewal by creating in themselves first a bond, a connection, in a very thorny place. 
and then rising above their circumstance to become a beacon for others to follow. They are heroes because they freed Burden from the idea that the Goholians had impressed upon them, that they were nothing. And when the people saw nothings like themselves rise up, when they saw a mountain on their horizon where there was once nothing, they realized there was more, that they were worth more. The myriad peak had crashed into the ground, nearly destroying Burden. But it also offered new life to this muddy spot. And the dust settles on a new town, a renewed people, new heroes, and also new threats that loom large in the distance. A shadow that has maybe now become aware of burden. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been <laughs> Dom and Dragons for Andy. the evening. <laughs> and Sam, who composed that song. Oh my gosh, Sam, yeah, the music. Uh, Galway, playing the turtle druid McKeck tumble down. Give a wave, Galway. <laughs> I can't see you. Did you give a wave? Yeah, I, did. <laughs> I, I just did again. Thank you. Okay, I'm, I'm on like, a totally different screen. Sorry, I was like, I'm like, I, do, do do I wave harder? What? Hi, everybody. Lena playing the Azamar warlock Elifire. I'm gonna assume that was wave. Adam playing the Bugbarian Connie Demure. Yeah, and of course Dominic Monahan playing the halfling monk Cryon Fane. With three with three critical hits at the end, was that right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Just want to remind How amazing was that? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, thanks again so much to Miraculous Monty for the art. Uh, that was so fun, Monty. Thanks so much to Sam Winnie for the music. Uh, oh, my gosh. The original music was so brilliant. And, hey, everyone, we're going to be coming back with uh, another season, hopefully. Um, when when uh, Dom comes back from, from doing some cool shit, we're going to come back as well um, because this is really fun. And I think I got all my... Oh, hold on. Wait a second. Hold on. I have a, I have a, another side to my notes. That's weird. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. One more end credit scene. So. <laughs> Deep in a forest, there's a large tent. It's blue, gold trim. It's a very nice tent. Inside the tent, there's lots of books, bookshelves, a cot, of course, but very nice establishment for seemingly in the middle of nowhere. An old man, seemingly, with with long, white, flowy mustache and beard kind of strokes it as he steps over to a birdcage. Oh my god. <laughs> the birdcage, there's a bird, a small one, kind of going crazy, kind of pecking, almost trying to get out. And he brings a letter to his face to continue reading it. And he shakes his head. Cry on, so you're in burden. What do we think about that, Grover? <laughs> he has our bird! And that's the end scene! <laughs> <laughs> is, that, uh, that is the monastery person? Of, 
Is that the I'm not, I first thought it was Ponyway, Pony Boy. No, but it's something with Crown's monastery, right? So it's like like we're all tied together somehow with this weird old guy. Right, right. <laughs> we're linked. Oh my god. Ernie Burton Grover. I mean, something's gone. The chat is like, it's Vern. I'm like, it's not Vern, everybody. <laughs> oh. It might be. He just had to age a lot. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Hey, thanks, everyone, so much for watching us. Uh, we've had a, a great season so far, just a few episodes here. But thanks for staying longer. Um, we super appreciate it. Dom has his hand up. Do you have something to add, Dom? Oh, no, I was, just, I was just waving. I was just waving goodbye. Yeah, thanks for sticking with us during the extra long episodes. Uh, Dom, uh, good luck on your journeys, man. Uh, hope everything is safe. Thank hope you. you come back safe. Yeah. Uh, keep in yeah. touch. And uh, yeah. Cool. Thanks, everyone, from the bottom of our heart. Um, we hope you're safe as well. We hope you're doing all right. We love you. Um, and hang in there. From all of us on Goats and Dragons, good night. Thank you, Dom, and thank you, Andy. You're amazing. Yep. You guys are totally <laughs> welcome. Have a wonderful evening. Be well. Good night, everyone. Good night, all. Good night. Bye, friends. Bye. Did you guys have fun? Woo! Yeah. It's, just, yes. it's so crazy, those last three critical hits, when we've been considering oh over the yeah. last few weeks about the, if I'm ever going to have anything to do with the game, it's going to be in the late game. And then three critical hits in the last episode of this particular journey that just blew my mind that's the that yeah it's the magic of <laughs> D and i i always wonder like i feel like those kinds of roles and those in those perfect moments happen disproportionately in my experience right. playing D, &D. but I, mean, I, I don't i don't know what that means or if it's just that we don't we don't pay attention to the times when they could have happened but they didn't yeah right. i don't know right. but like it, it but still the experience of it is like one of the best feelings in the world because it just yeah. feels yeah. it feels like play and storytelling and the universe and just everything that we're doing is just coming together and giving us like these whoops like oh my yeah. god incredible yeah you only killed that guy by like three extra points too like you wow. needed those credits to be able to de defeat him right then um right. yeah that was and sorry i killed him <laughs> i promise oh, i'm not okay. trying to do that Oh, no, no, no. Well, like I said, this was literally like <laughs> fucking. I was the only person that because I was able to see the mods it was rolling. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm probably the only party member who stands a decent chance of not being hit. Sure. And I took my chances. I dropped. I I I intentionally dropped the uh, weapon giving disadvantage in order to try to finish him faster. Oh, right. Which I, I think is a good yeah because even disadvantage. He could have hit Connie really easily and stuff. Yeah. Taking out Cryon even. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I didn't take it personally. And in its own way, I kind of actually, like, I was like, I kind of like the, the parallels of like Dom waking me up and immediately going to like go loot something. <laughs> I became like, okay, we're fine. Oh, son of a bitch. There's another thing. Why is yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Of course there yeah. was. Uh, yeah, I hope you guys had a lot of fun. That was great. Uh, was there anything in particular in tonight's session you really enjoyed or you thought you did good? I think my favorite moment tonight was your penultimate speech, Andy. Uh, obviously, the, the reveal of the bird in the tent was great, but the penultimate speech of, <laughs> of, of being around the kind of funeral pyre and 
the correlation between what I'm sure a lot of you guys' listeners are experiencing, which is we're in a troubling time. It's tough for everyone. We're all hanging in there as best we can. It's an uphill struggle and we have a challenge to try and, you know, stay positive and, and stay hopeful and, and and hope that we can be part of a narrative that turns it for the better instead of turning it for the bad and, and putting that into a storytelling uh, fantasy world where creatures have died and, and good characters have prevailed, you know, I, I hit me in a way where I realized that great storytelling can be two things at the same time. It can be the story that we're all invested in. And then later on down the line, we can realize, oh, actually it's, it's speaking to our real life. And I thought that, I thought you were on fire tonight, Andy. I thought it was just really great storytelling. Yeah, you were, Andy. That's very sweet. Sorry, Lena, if that got really heavy to at the end. No, <laughs> In my it's head, okay. it didn't seem to be so heavy, and I don't know why. And then it just seemed to be really dark. It's weird. But yeah, I hope that was all right. <laughs> no, it's good. I kind of, I kind of thought you might kill her from the <laughs> conversation we had today. Like you did, like say, "I'm gonna kill Rose." That'd be weird. That but weird. <laughs> I, I thought that might be where you were going. Well, and I wanted to give Rose that in that or extra episode, I kind of wanted to give her like her own moment of Nope, I'm still gonna I'm hurting getting up off this chair, but I'm still gonna go fight. Yeah. Well, I also I, I did have the as I was watching chat and I'm like, Andy, for the love of fuck, please just do not have killed the animals for once. Right. Yeah. Because the chat is going like, this is kind of a lot. I'm having a hard time right now. And I'm like, if you have murdered the animals, this is going to go no, very good. bad. Yeah, we're they also, I don't know if you were able to watch chat at all, Andy, but they also all loved it. Like, yes, okay. it was very heavy. And I think it really yeah. like got inside people, but they all loved it. Good. Oh, good. good. Yeah. Especially once we got to, yeah, an end and a and sort of conclusion and catharsis yeah. on it. And the animals were alive. Realistically, that helps our chat a lot. Yeah. And McKeck, that was a beautiful moment with, with the dragon going to give her. <laughs> well, and that was partially because I didn't want to interrupt your flow, but one of the things I'd, I'd sort of been going to say was I'm like, McKeck is not healing people. McKeck is standing there with his shield just over Kalia and the body. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I've not looked at the Twitch feed chat for a while now because I stayed away from it because it's kind of computer, so I'm happy to hear that it it's been a positive kind of chat. Yeah, everyone, everyone was was sitting there like during the fight. They were like, "I am not prepared for this level of stress," but like in an excitement and stress way. Like scary. Uh, yeah. Uh, Chelsea was like, "I am sitting on the floor because the chair would not cope with this." <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. There, I I rolled terribly too with like him missing his first round oh yeah that was nuts that was so good for us that was so lucky oh my gosh yeah you got him down half his half hit points like he was already at 100 hit points by the time he could do anything and like i was like oh yeah you you can kill him at least we have a chance here yeah yeah and then i created a keck i was like oh yeah oops (laughs) (laughs) suddenly everything's about to go real bad i also would like to point out i twice I twice managed to pull out Call Lightning, and then you promptly KO'd me both times. That was like <laughs> the worst turn, like action and spell economy I have ever had. 
uh, I think you nailed them both times though with it, at least. Oh yeah, I did a lot. I was also like, I would also point out that off of only two castings of it, I did something like fifty damage. Yeah, which is yeah, you guys (laughs) like ow, fuck, ruled amazing, good strategy. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I kept I kept interrupting. What what did you sort of like (laughs) about what you guys did tonight? Because I forget there's still all the part in the mountain with the giants and stuff. I liked that I had the moment where Connie did his usual, what I've been doing the whole campaign of like, I was sheriff of this town for 10 years. But I, but this time I, I actually gave him the awareness of like, wait, in this situation, this act, that actually is not good. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then like, yeah, that he would use the term recalcitrant problematically Recalced. as a sheriff. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I, I felt good about that. Having him be have a little kind of tag to yeah whatever his his arc has been um yeah it was fun it was really nice and the combat was was awesome yeah i enjoyed getting to move mckeck sort of further along the arc that like you and i had been talking about andy of this like very much this internal struggle of i'm a boring shopkeeper and like, what the fuck am I doing on a flying mountain trying to bring it? No, this is not where I should be. And then kind of accepting after having crashed out of the air, probably having saved Connie from a fair amount of damage and all the rest of it and been like, no, nah, I'm exactly where I should be. Also, fuck you. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. I keep saying it to people in this square. Get the fuck out of my town. Lena? I loved, I loved the combat. The combat was really fun tonight. I forgot how much I fucking love playing spellcasters. Mm-hmm. And it took to getting to level five before they really pop off. But man, I just, nothing beats blowing somebody up. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then also, um, I, I really loved that ending part with as much as, you know, I'm sad that Rose is dead. Um, I, I thought that was very powerful and it was really cool getting to be a part of that. Very curious about that betrayal shit, though. Oh yeah, right. I know. And was I like, which, which, which of me was telling the truth—the one that spoke in common or the one that spoke in infernal? What was I going to do when I got over to that poison cloud? Who knows? (laughs) How are you feeling, Andy? Uh, really good. Yeah, like it's it's really nice to watch the arc that you guys kind of have created and finding the themes that seemed really important to your characters, themes of camaraderie and togetherness and this is our home and, you know, that sort of thing. And then being able to kind of shape the last few encounters here as saving you. And yet, and yet in that whole, that whole like uh, part about reminding a little bit of you of, 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 the, something in your past that's kind of haunting you maybe a little bit or or something like that or or just not in a bad way necessarily just kind of something that's always with you like in the case of mckeck um yeah it was it was really really super super fun and what an awesome arc um i hope i hope it works out dom that you can can come back and play again and Definitely. yeah me too me too i'm sure it will i'm sure it will yeah, it's some whatever we're we're here for. You. I, I just didn't I didn't want to mess you around. Say for the next whatever six to eight weeks, like oh, I can make this week, but two weeks, and then I can make the fourth yeah, yeah. week, but I can't make the fifth week, but I can make the sixth week. I'd rather just say 
let's take a break. Let me find a time where I know I can say to you guys, hey, I have eight weeks, weeks, and then we can jump back in. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. When we killed the giant, part of me was like, oh, damn, like it was about to be Dom's turn again. I was like, oh, I wish like Dom had gotten another try at like attacking this guy. But I should have known that you had something else up your sleeve. And then it was fucking perfect that like, Dom, you fucking single-handedly. That is the most (laughs) ridiculous turn I've ever seen. That was badass. With two players down, you yeah. you sunk the stun and it just pummeled them. Yeah, that was nuts because I knew that we didn't have a f- able-bodied healer. I was like, we're in trouble here. So it was kind of like all or nothing. Yeah, because I knew that my late game dice throws have always been good, and I was like, <laughs> oh, let's do it. Let's go. I'm just, gonna get lucky here. It was wild. Absolutely, the yeah, right so was like, yeah. like that was rough. So it was really good that you did that. Um, yeah, I'm really thankful that we got to play this game. That like Andy, that you thought to reach out to <laughs> to Dom on Instagram, and um, this is this was really magical. So thank you all. I really have to pee, Dom. Um, it's been amazing playing with you. Have a great trip. Yeah. Um, I hope oh. the project goes well, and we yeah. look forward to hearing from you how it goes and when you're back in LA and just keep us posted, you know? Yeah, we'll work it out. I'll chat with you guys soon. Isolated away from all my friends. Yeah. I said to my mom today, she was like, how's it going? And I was like, well, I'm jumping into this Dungeons and Dragons thing tonight with uh, four of the people. And she was so happy to hear that. Been a great oh, good. That actually touches me so much. Yeah, mom. yeah. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> we can right. make your mom feel better. All right. Good. You guys take care. I'll, I'll talk to you soon. This has been Dom and Dragons, presented by Helpful Goat Gaming. If you enjoyed what you heard and want to hear more, check out our main Dungeons & Dragons campaign, The Fates of Rin, right here in the Goats & Dragons podcast feed. You can also check out our other podcast, Helpful Goat Presents, where we play one-shots, shorter campaigns, as well as have conversations about D&D and role-playing in general. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at HelpfulGoat. And if you want to hear us play live, you can follow and subscribe to us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash helpfulgoat. You can also chat with us and other Helpful Goat fans in our brand new Discord, or donate to our coffee page to help us keep creating content by clicking the links in this episode description. And last but not least, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, or Stitcher. We are a small independent game design firm and would really appreciate the support. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.